Seaweed has been harvested for thousands of years by indigenous communities. Now there's renewed interest in growing these coastal crops on a larger scale. As Arcelia Martin reports, Long Island ocean farmers and entrepreneurs are turning to kelp in an effort to combat climate change. A few years ago, kelp is the new kale was printed across headlines and t-shirts. Farmers and chefs were getting big name press because the seaweed was supposed to be the new it food. But the guy who helped popularize that slogan is taking it back. I used to say kelp is the new kale and I was wrong. It's something else. Um, I think it's something more, more powerful. It's more in this sort of in tune of this new era of climate change and climate solutions. That's Bren Smith. He's the founder of Greenwave, a nonprofit that advocates for sustainable ocean farming. For Smith and other ocean conservationists, kelp is more than a trendy green. It's the future of farming. The kelp is, is something that we can use in this moment to help address climate change, create jobs, and feed the planet. Like, you don't have to pick. Around the globe, seaweed farms are rapidly expanding, and the U.S. is starting to catch up. There are operations across California, the Pacific Northwest, Alaska, New England. Farmers on Long Island are using recently developed sustainable ocean farming techniques. Three years ago, Stony Brook University scientists wanted to see if kelp could be grown in shallow coastal waters off Long Island. So they gave Paul McCormick a call, who owns Great Gun Oyster Farm on Moriches Bay on the South Shore. McCormick was intrigued. He had heard about kelp and knew it could grow during the winter season. Months, he can't grow oysters. So with the help of the scientists, he planted his first lines of kelp out on his farm. It's three acres and the water is shallow. It gets to be only about four feet deep. There's a yellow buoy rocking with the water. You can see a pair of large homes with white trim across the bay. To set up the lines of kelp, they hand-screw two anchors into the sediment, each 100 feet apart from each other in the water. And then they stretch a rope across those two anchor points really tight. And then the seed spools will come out. Um, That's very thin um, line that's wrapped around a tube, a PVC tube, kind of like a, looks like a toilet paper roll almost. They pull the tube along and the seed will unravel right onto the tightly pulled line. Then they wait. The plant just takes off. By the time March hits, it's, it's like exponential, the growth. It's amazing. On a windy day last April, Stony Brook scientist Michael Dole went to check McCormick's kelp lines. All right, so let's just look down the line. Hey, hold it up again, Annie. Look at this. Wow. His daughter Annie is helping, standing waist deep wearing a sleeveless black wetsuit over a white hoodie. This way. So yeah, we got serious amount of kelp here. On McCormick's farm, they're going sugar kelp, or Saccharina latissima. The kelp looks like shiny brown lasagna noodles. It's salty, rich, and slightly nutty. When I first ate the kelp, I said, this is probably the, the most delicious vegetable I've ever eaten. Not just in terms of taste, but in terms of texture and just the way it felt in your mouth. And it's remarkable stuff, it really is, it's incredible. McCormick has already gotten calls from restaurants who want to buy a few pounds of kelp for their kitchen. But McCormick said his small operation could grow 100,000 pounds of wet seaweed. There's really the three big Fs in, in kelp farming, um, food, fertilizer, and fuel. That's John Barrett, a lifelong fisherman from Long Island. This year, he launched Montauk Seaweed Supply, a kelp and seaweed fertilizer company. 
Barrett says using seaweed as fertilizer can undo some of the environmental damage brought on by conventional landscaping and farming. Everywhere Barrett looks out on Long Island, he sees synthetic fertilizers. Two lawns, golf courses, certain forms of agriculture, vineyards, municipalities, universities, anywhere you look to see green and, you know, landscapes, there's most likely some type of synthetic fertilizer being used. And because of how Long Island is set up, the runoff from the landscaping and septic systems gets into the water, creating a harmful surplus of nitrogen. That's creating hypoxic events, algal blooms, fish die-offs. Kelp is rich in nitrogen that it draws from the seawater itself. In the process, reducing the overall levels brought on by the runoff. So when kelp is used in fertilizers, plants get the nitrogen they need to grow, and the level of nitrogen in the water could remain steady. Barrett says it may be possible to smoothly shift agriculture and landscaping industries from using synthetic fertilizers to using organic ones, like those based on kelp. The the best case scenario is almost just like a, a magic trick where you like, boom, pull out the bads, push in the good, and then every, and the gears just keep turning and everyone's like, what just happened there? And you're kind of like, nothing really, but really it's huge what just happened there, you know? So that's the whole um, kind of art and science that we're trying to pull off here. Many challenges in manufacturing and marketing need to be addressed before they can pull off that trick. But the demand is already growing. Smith and his GreenWave team are teaching farmers how to grow kelp. He says there are more people interested in learning the techniques than they can keep up with. We have a waiting list for our training program of 8,000 people in the U.S., just in the U.S. And we have requests to start farms in 110 countries. Like, it's insane. GreenWave plans to train and support 10,000 local ocean farmers to grow kelp over the next decade. We're part of this moment of this long history of not growing fish, but of growing things that actually breathe life back into the ocean. But before kelp can be sold commercially at scale, one legal hurdle remains, getting the official green light from the state. Farmers like McCormick already have permits to grow and sell oysters and mussels, but seaweed isn't on that list. A bill now in the state Senate's Environmental Conservation Committee, nicknamed the Kelp Bill, would add seaweed to the existing statute that allows for shellfish farming. Arcelia Martin, Columbia Radio News.